Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. I'm Louis DiBiase. He's Gino Camilleri. It's Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. As always, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a Wednesday edition of the show. And so what we're going to do on today's podcast, normally on Fridays we've been doing Locked On QB1, where throughout the season we took a deep dive into Jalen Hurts, his performances, talked about the future of the position, talked about the short term as well. But for the offseason now, we're going to go back to what we did in 2020. It used to be Wednesdays where we would do our quarterback focus show. We're going to go back to Wednesdays when it comes to lockdown QB1. And uh, Gino, it's timely because today, Howie Roseman met with the media for his end of the year press conference. It was joint with head coach Nick Sirianni. And they did say a lot that there was a lot of information to divulge. And, you know, we'll get into more of the non quarterback stuff tomorrow when we do our offseason shopping list. But the biggest takeaway of that press conference was, and again, we'll dive into if we believe them or not, but both Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni, despite Jalen Hurts' really bad performance against Tampa Bay in the playoffs, gave him a big uh, boost of confidence by saying he's the quarterback in 2022. He knows where he stands with the team. And moving forward, they're going to try to build around him. So I guess now the question is, do we believe them? And um, is it more because of their belief in Hurts or maybe the lack of optionality um, when it comes to options uh, this offseason? I would say, first off, congratulations to Jalen Hurts to at least getting your coach and your general manager to say that, to come from a point where they are comfortable to at least give you 20 well, Especially considering last offseason, they wouldn't commit to him at all. About There anything. you go, Lou. That's a big stretch for them. And I like what Howie said immediately when he went back to what he phrased it as prior to the season. They want him to take the bull by the horns. And both Nick and Howie went back to that quote and said that Jalen did just that. And I thought he did that too, Lou. You wanted him to show his leadership. You wanted to see his ability to come back in games, and he did that a lot down the stretch because they weren't getting off to a fast start, as Nick Sariani had said in that press conference as well. But Jalen now at least, at least, has 2022 unless a better option comes about. Yeah. And I say right now, it's a very simple ideology at what they're going to do at quarterback. Is there a guy that is better than Jalen Hurts? Two, can we acquire him? Three, if not, we're not going to get anybody and we're going to roll with Jalen Hurts. And I really think it's as easy as that. Can yeah. you get a Russell Wilson that's clearly a better option than a guy like Jalen Hurts? Or are you going to look around the draft? Maybe Matt Corral's better. Maybe a guy like Carson Strong. Maybe you draft Desmond Ritter, who is exactly Jalen Hurts just two years later in the draft. No, they're not going to do that. It's going to be a clear upgrade. It's going to be a clear jump to a guy that, in my opinion, Lou, is a clear-cut player you win games because of. Because right now, Jalen's in that second tier like we talked about. But we yeah. want a tier one guy, like we always said, Lou. But at least right now, he's going to have three first-round picks, bunch of money in the offseason to build around this guy. Because right now, he's the best option that you have in that building. Yeah. And I, I like what Howie and Nick said, that they have uh, all support with them currently. And 
it's not a he's one of the hands on our fingers quotes like he said a couple of years ago. Yeah, but see, okay, Wentz, so here's here's he put where, himself in a better position yeah, this year. This time here's where I stand with it. I let me start by saying I do believe them. I think Hertz did make a lot of progress this year, and it could be mm-hmm. worth seeing how much better he can get in 2022. Um, again, whether the motivations behind that is it because of their you know, lack of optionality in the offseason. Russell Wilson, I doubt, is going to be available. And if he is, is it going to be – is the Eagles you doubt team, he's going to be available? You yeah, really I just – I don't think Seattle's going to trade him. I Ooh, feel like they're going to meet his demands. And I, even if he was available, I, I can't really see him saying the Eagles are the team I want to go to. So is it more if he's the guy? Is it like you said? Is it more just the lack of a clear upgrade? Or is it because they really do believe he can be better? Because at mm-hmm. some point, even with these prospects in the draft, at some point, if Jalen is not the guy, you have to, because the Eagles are not going to be picking in the top three anytime soon. Eventually, you would have to take a risk on a guy potentially with more upside that is more of a risk. Um, so it is an interesting back and forth that I can't wait to see what they do all offseason. Because again, I do believe them. But, you know, Gino, at the same time, the Carson Wentz comment he made last year, the Sam Bradford comments he made after giving him a contract extension in the 2015-2016 offseason, you know, talk is talk. I do believe them, but actions are going to speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. And when they did ask him about a potential trade for a quarterback with those three first round picks, he didn't, you know, Howie Roseman has no incentive to close the door on anything. And he really did keep that open. So again, like you mentioned, if they did trade for a guy, would I be surprised at all? No. But do I believe that they right now, their focus is on Hertz probably being the guy for another year? Yeah, I do. I absolutely believe that as well, Lou, and and I think having that rookie contract that Jalen Hurts has is one of his best friends because you're going to have a guy at a position where it usually costs you 35 to $40 million after you extend a player and you go back to the whole Russell Wilson idea. Are you willing to eat all that contract space? Are you willing to eat all that cap space? Or can we move forward with a guy who showed bits of development, who showed he could improve his accuracy year over year, who showed that he can make steps even game after game. And that's a guy that, hey, if he has a wide receiver core like a guy like Joe Burrow, right, Lou? Like you have T. Higgins, you have a guy like Jamar Chase, and you also have a, a Tyler Boyd type. They don't have that in Philadelphia. I mean, we have some options, don't get me wrong, but they still need more weapons in the arsenal and at least get it behind a center a guy who can make those throws and at least do something to keep these guys in a position where they can be evaluated. And the offseason is going to be all about optionality. And they're not going to take a step backwards at that quarterback position. And Peter asked me this yesterday before I, I went on his his podcast, Peter Bukowski of Locked On Packers. He said, let me ask you this. Does a guy like Jimmy G or Kirk Cousins really blow you away? And I said, no, that's not a, that's not a, that's a lateral move. And I don't want to make a lateral move. Mm -hmm. I want to make a move that's going to take us up. I want to make a move that's going to put us in that upper echelon. But right now, with the resources that they have, Lou, building around Jalen Hurts and seeing if you can help the defense, seeing if you can possibly at that wide receiver two, wide receiver three position, that's what I would like to see at this current moment in time because as it stands – 
There isn't a generational Trevor Lawrence type of guy to just go out and trade all three picks to move up for. Again, I agree with that, but don't you agree at some point, though, and maybe this isn't the year because Hurts still can improve more, but at some point the Eagles are probably going to have to talk themselves into a mid-first-round prospect because you're not going to win next year. You have no shot at Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Like I got news for you right now. They're not picking in the top five. So eventually, like the Chiefs did with Mahomes, like the Bills did with Allen, the Ravens did with Lamar, you probably, and maybe this is not the year, uh, and I probably see that coming for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I think eventually you're going to have to do that if Hertz isn't the isn't the guy because I just yeah. I don't see a veteran star quarterback coming in the next year or two. We really don't know in the NFL, Lou. Honestly, like I don't know what's going to happen. But you're right. Look, let's say that is the way that they have to go. I'm at least waiting through 2022 to get to 2023, right, Lou? And Howie even said that if the board falls, they're willing to move back to 2023. It's something that we've heard whispers of throughout this season as well. And I could tell you what, look at the one position group that is clear in a way better and at a much more important position, and it's quarterback. And yeah. you and I, you and I like guys in this draft. We like Malik Willis. We like the Carson Strongs of the world. But we're talking about a move where if you have to go into next season, is a rookie Carson Strong going to give you a better option than Jalen Hurts, who now is moving into almost his third year of evaluation, and he is in a position to where it's if he does well, he could be the guy, or if he doesn't, we have an excuse to move on. So I think giving him 2022 is, I think, an easy cop-out for Howie Roseman mm-hmm. because, one, you're going to see if he's the guy, and two, if not, hey, yeah. we we, we wash our hands no, and we're I out of this situation. I think that what today did, it did not rule out a trade for Russell Wilson if he wanted mm-hmm. to come to Philadelphia and if he, if he was available, you know, that kind of thing, if they wanted to kick the tires on Deshaun Watson again. But what I think today did probably do is, and again, it, nothing is guaranteed because actions in the NFL speak louder than words for sure, but it did feel like today did maybe put an end to any sort of draft talk for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But we'll definitely dive into it more. This is Locked on QB1 on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles. Uh, Gino, tell us about our good friends over at Bill Bar. And you know every time we're watching the Eagles and anytime we're talking about the draft, anytime we're doing a mock draft on our phones because Lou and I, we're, we're addicts. Let, let, don't get us wrong. We're addicts for this stuff. <laughs> but one other thing we're addicted to is these freaking Bilt Bar, man. I can't, I can't get enough of these things. It's the new year, and it means – Strap in for your New Year's resolutions. Built Bars, they might taste like candy bars, but they're actually a very good, healthy bar for you. Low in carbs, low in sugar, low in calories, high in protein. Take them when you wake up. Take them before bed. Take them before you go to the gym. Take them literally any activity you're doing. It is great because they taste delicious. They're covered in real chocolate, and there's peanut butter, mint brownie, cherry barcia. All you have to do, go to Built.com. Type in the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order to cash in on some of these delicious Built Bars. I'm going to tell you that we're not going away, and we're not going to be not talking about these things for a long time. So get a Built Bar. We're going to keep talking about them. We're going to keep eating them. Strap in right now. Built.com. LOCKED15 is the promo code. Welcome back into Locked On QB1 on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked On Eagles. I'm Louis DiBiase. He's Gino Camilleri. Thanks for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. And we're diving into the news today. Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni to the media say that Jalen Hurts is going to be the quarterback in 2022, regardless of what their motivation for that being. Uh, most believe them. However, they did not 
completely close the door on trading for a quarterback like Russell Wilson. You know, they were asked multiple times about those three first round picks and, you know, having an interesting situation where normally you don't have that kind of ammunition. Um, and when the quarterback position is not settled, of course, it's going to be, you know, a primary focus. The question really, again, Gino, is, you know, if it is about because here's the thing you this year when we were talking about in segment one, how this might not be the year to draft a Carson strong or a Malik Willis, because you still don't know what Jalen hurts is as a finished product. But we also did talk about too, at the same time that at some point you're probably going to have to, that might be the best way the Eagles find their next franchise quarterback of hurts is the guy. And so eventually if it's not this year, it's going to be next year. You will have to ask yourself, how much better can Jalen Hurts get? Because, of course, there was a lot this year that would intrigue you about a whole nother year. Like, he can certainly mm -hmm. improve more next year. He has showed every year that he can improve. Accuracy, vision, timing, pocket presence. These things are still a long ways away from being a finished product. But from where he was at Alabama, Oklahoma, 2020, he has taken gradual steps more and more. But the question can be, you know, Ben Solak wrote a great piece on the ringer after that playoff game that was, you know, he thinks they're already close to the top, already almost tapped out on a, what a, a Jalen Hurts offense can be. And that's a question they have to ask themselves as well is how long, you know, how much time is it worth giving Jalen to see how good he can get? It's a luxury to have him right now as a placeholder at the worst while you build the roster. But that's the question is how much better can he get? Is it worth it? That's a fair question. And I look at this last game against Tampa, right? Yeah. He finishes with, I think it was minus 10.5% completion percentage under expected. So he played a very poor game. And if you're saying that this kid played one of his worst games against Tampa in the playoffs, okay, can we even, can we improve in the playoffs? That's one question we got to ask. Yeah. Can we improve in the first quarter of games? Can we improve in the first half of games? Can we improve in the first half of a season? And I think giving a guy like Jalen – at least 2022 will help you answer those questions even more. Because one year for a quarterback, I mean, it, it's a decent sample size. But when there's guys like Mike Glennon who are still bopping around the NFL and teams are still, quote-unquote, evaluating players like that, quarterbacks are given more chances than other positions. Let's sure. just say that at first. And Jalen Hurts, a guy who I still think – I don't think I – we're close to his ceiling yet, but I think we know what his ceiling could be. I think you're never going to get a guy who's like Drew Brees where he completes like 79% of his passes in a season, right? But if he could complete 65 to 66, I don't think that's too far out of the realm of possibility. Get a 22 passing touchdown, single-digit interception type of player. And Lou, let me ask you this. If you add another wide receiver, if you continue to yeah. add – offensive line help and at defensive line help is Jalen Hurts being at the quarterback position a hindrance on evaluating no, all of no, those no, positions never. and then could you also move on and plug mm. and play another guy with those weapons around no, him because and, a guy I, like Devontae Smith I think you could plug and play just about mm. anybody at that position no I agree with you and again the talk has never been about Jalen Hurts's floor and if you do build around Jalen Hurts he already showed you this year he can take a team to the playoffs but the question it cannot be, you cannot keep Jalen Hurts as your quarterback because you're afraid to do worse. 
because you're afraid to no longer be competing for the playoffs. You can't be afraid to move on from him because, you know, the locker room loves him or because you really want to use these other picks on other positions. It needs to be about the ceiling. It needs to be, can we year after year, regardless of yes, in 2022, can we build an amazing supporting system around him? Sure. But when in an NFL, a league that changes more than any, can Jalen Hurts be that consistent factor that is competing for championships? That is the ultimate question this organization needs to ask. Can he be good enough for the Eagles to consistently compete for championships? And if the answer is not yes after next year, then to me, you need to move on and you might need to take a risk on another prospect. So, Gino, yeah, like 100%. Is he a guy that can, you know, have 22 touchdowns, eight picks, 700 yards, six rushing touchdowns? 100%. Then you have to ask yourself, is that worth it? Is that what you want long-term? Is that good enough? And it's a really hard discussion and debate to have because, like you said, with the Mike Glennons of the world, look at all these quarterbacks the Eagles played. J even Jalen Hurts' don't grow on trees consistently in the NFL. It's a very tough debate. But if you're prioritizing the ceiling, then that's got to be your focus. And uh, it's a question that's still ongoing. And I, I think the idea that we're just talking about 2022 is very important here because of what you're saying yeah. Luke, well, how are you I'm 100 on in board the press with. conference that you know Jalen's the guy for years to come that wasn't the tone and you always have to read how he black and white you have to take yeah, what do. he says and just read it as he says it he knows what he's doing with the media man I will say though Lou I thought he held himself much more accountable this year much on the on the way out this press conference I thought he held himself in a much higher regard that seemed there was a better synergy between him and Nick and they really sure. are on the same page so I hope and fingers crossed that that what he's saying really does carry over into this offseason and I like the idea and going back to what you said, the optionality, like they're going to keep all of these options open. And the idea that Jalen Hurts don't grow on trees. We always talked about like, what is Jalen's ceiling? Like, could he be an Alex Smith? Well, yeah, Alex Smith just left the NFL a year ago after his leg was completely almost torn off his body because teams are still trying to get out of quarterback purgatory. So the Eagles, if they find out that Jalen's not the guy, they're going to be a team that is quick to cut bait they did it with sam they did it with carson and i believe they would do it right. with jalen again and like and they're gonna smith, see next year in 2022 yeah, and gino like alex smith san francisco replaced him with a guy with a higher ceiling in colin kaepernick Bingo. then kansas city did the same thing with um patrick mahomes so jalen hurts needs to be more again that's just that's the theme is like mm -hmm. you you want the 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 motivation for your quarterback decision to be about championships and not just settling. Right. And I don't think this Eagles right. team is not our discussion that. at all. And I don't think that's like where we are on this nope. spectrum where we want that championship. What you and I have said for the last how many years, we don't want to be a Jeff Fisher team. We don't want to be an eight and eight, a seven and nine team. Nope. We can't afford to sit there. We have to either know we have a guy or we don't have a guy, but to say that we know that Jalen a hundred percent is the guy wouldn't be fair, but to not give him 2022 also wouldn't be fair. So I think right now, how he's playing the cards that he has in his hand, he's not trying to bluff. He's not trying to get, uh, I would say, Howie-ish on the matter. He's doing what was presented to him. He has Jalen there. He can add guys that even if he does, he doesn't have to draft a particular player to, to play beside a guy like Jalen Hurts. Offensive line is going to be the offensive line. He's going to get wide receivers that can play. He's going to get tight ends that can both catch and block. So even if they do have to move on in 2023 and take that shot for a Patrick Mahomes, take that shot for a Colin Kaepernick type player, Lou, 
you guarantee Howie Roseman will roll the dice. But it's not going to be until he at least has some more uh, examples to go off of with Jalen Hurts, who deserves say, though, 2022. Yeah, I, I see that. But I will say, like, you're not going to – options are going to matter, of course, this year. You don't want to force mm-hmm. anything. You're not going to take a quarterback just to take a quarterback. But if you do recognize – like, you don't take a guy. But if you find the guy this year, to me, you have seen enough with Jalen Hurts that mm-hmm. you can justify moving on. So don't, again, be afraid to just because, again, he bought one over the locker room this year and maybe the patience with a new quarterback would be thin with the fan base. Don't let those motivations, again, you know – deter you. And again, I, I'm, I'm confident mm-hmm. this organization wouldn't let that happen, that they're going to do what's best for the long-term future because, you know, they don't care about how things look. They signed Sam Bradford to an extension in a big contract to Chase Daniel. And eight days before the season, they said, nope, rookie Carson Wentz is going to start. And last year, the finger talk with Carson Wentz and then traded a few weeks later. So um, yeah, it's going to be such a fascinating offseason. And before we take a break, I was listening to the Move the Sticks podcast the other day with Daniel Jeremiah. And Rick Spielman, the former Minnesota Vikings uh, general manager, joined the show. And they were talking about this exact thing, quarterbacks, you know, roster building philosophies. And he mentioned, like, you know, when you don't have a star quarterback, you can trip into the playoffs and win a game or two every so often like his Vikings did. But the margin for victory becomes so much smaller. And, you know, you look at the playoffs. Can you get, he said, can you get through the gauntlet of quarterbacks in the playoffs year after year? And if you don't have that player, you got to keep finding them. And he really learned that the, the, the hard way and with the Vikings. I mean, Gino, they made an NFC title in 2017 with, with Case Keenum. And then when Kirk Cousins didn't pan out, that star roster, it didn't matter because they didn't have that guy. That's really what it comes down to, and ultimately that's what Howie Roseman and especially the owner of this franchise is going to continue to try and do, and they made that decision, that yes or no decision. Do they believe that Carson could take them into the future? And they said no, and something you and I thought was an easy yes for the the most amount of time, and here we are, all of us, every Eagles fan, thought the same exact thing, that Carson was the guy, and then a couple weeks later, we know what happened. But I think that's a great quote. The margin of victory to go, like we said, after we lost to Tampa, from good to great is so small. There's so many good teams in the league, Lou. Mm-hmm. How many great teams are there? How many yep. of them are there? Maybe two or three? And that Maybe. should be the motivation, and that's got to be the motivation. We'll continue to get into this coming up next. One final segment right here on Locked on Eagles. And, guys, today's show is sponsored by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our March through the NFL playoffs and to the Super Bowl, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started from football to basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Had a heartbreaker on Monday night. Cardinals Rams had a big parlay in place. I got my Cooper Cup touchdown, James Conner touchdown. Uh, I, I hit on the Kyler Murray passing yards, and then the over just did not hit for 48 and a half points. But that's the fun of it, guys. And, you know, when it comes to parlays, you know, props, you know, betting on the games, over-unders, all of it, it's available at betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. 
All right, we're wrapping up this Wednesday edition of Locked On Eagles. We're moving Locked On QB1 from Fridays now to Wednesdays as we focus on the most important position in the NFL, and it's a position the Eagles still have question marks at. And uh, Jalen Hurts, though, right now is the answer, at least for the time being, when it comes to the Eagles' plans. And, uh, Gino, our final thing, I want to ask you a couple quick questions about Hurts' press conferences the last few uh, days because what I thought – he said, you know, the actual, you know, context of the, the material of what he said did line up. But when the media was asking Jalen about, should he be the quarterback in 2022? This is a question everybody's asking um, the GM, the coach Jalen himself, you know, he mentioned, you know, talking about the ankle down the stretch, how, you know, it wasn't fully healthy and he couldn't uh, get freaky as he likes to call being, being mobile. And he talked about too, how, you know, he's really looking forward to being in a new system. And he thinks that's part of, you know, what could really propel him into a big step up in year three, because this would be the first time since high school, he's in the same offensive system for multiple years. I do get that. The one thing that bothered me was Jalen all year has been a guy to not make excuses uh, with the ankle and that kind of stuff. And then after the Tampa performance, I don't know, maybe it was just the timing that rubbed me the wrong way. What he was saying is true, but I just don't feel like that was really none of that had to do with why he struggled against the Buccaneers. I I hope, and I, I think he does recognize that the Buccaneers displayed to the league and to everybody hurts his flaws that he still needs to develop. And yeah, will a system help? Sure. The same system will a full bill of health help. Absolutely. But that game was the reason he struggled was because of lack of vision, lack of arm strength, you know, just not being a fully developed passer. And those are the things this off season that he's really going to have to push to work at or else in 2023, they probably will find a replacement. And Nick Sirianni had said that today, and I thought one of the things, the themes about this season was the slow starts. I mean, starting two and five, then starting slow in all of these games after that New Orleans game, and inevitably it comes back to bite you in that Tampa Bay game. And Nick said in his press conference that they haven't had that talk yet, the the Jalen to Nick talk about what he wants him to work on. And I'm sure those exact things that you had said, the vision, the ability to keep his eyes up to maneuver the pocket are going to be some of those issues that he talks about. And I would just say it was one of those things that's like a timing thing because all of a sudden, once the season ends, these guys are like, oh, yeah, I played with this, this, and this. Injury. But it's just like, like the I, walking boot the minute he comes out of the game. Yeah, I know. know. That kind of drove me nuts. <laughs> you are an NBA guy too, so you always read into stuff like that. That's yeah, I can't I, help I, it. I kind of sit back a little bit. I'm a journalist, I'm like, right. man. This is what no, I do. Are, I read are. too into things maybe. Yeah, and it, it definitely has like hashtag this league type of vibes when that stuff happens for yeah. sure. But I would like to see Lou if he did play on a bad ankle and he was banged up. Like let's see, he was fully clearly healthy. limited. Like I don't. Yeah, it's not that I don't believe what he was saying. I just didn't like when he decided to talk about it. I, I totally agree, and it, it should never be an excuse. But the way that he, I would say, presented himself after that game, as opposed to another quarterback in the same division that. Lost another important game, and Dak Prescott, how he handled himself, saying that it was okay for the fans to throw yeah. garbage at players and referees. That That's another thing. I will say, Jalen Hurts, there's no type of situation where I could see somebody writing a Philly Voice article about this guy, where you hear a quote-unquote anonymous source from Josina Anderson. That's the one thing about Jalen that makes it easy for him to root for. And the reason why you and I are like, okay, We've come a long way on him, but we still need to see more. But we're willing 
to give him that time because he's not a knucklehead. He's not a Jamarcus Russell type of guy who never even went in his playbook and found the $100 bills that his coaches put in there. He's putting in the hard work. And yeah, maybe that timing is a little bit off on what he had said. But what I saw out of the kid week after week after week in the improvement, that's what I want to see in my quarterback. He could say all the things in the world, but it really actually speak louder than uh, words, right, Lou? That's the theme of this show here. And we're going to see next year. Did he take what Nick said? Did he improve on what the whole organization wanted him to? Did they bring in pieces that helped, I would say, improve and push up those areas that he really excels at? And I hope it's a two-way street because if the team gets better and the quarterback stays the same, it doesn't matter because the quarterback is the most important part of this team. Quarterback has to get better. Team has to get better. Management, coaching, it all has to get better. But it starts right at that quarterback position. We don't want to mm-hmm. be in purgatory. And I don't want to be Denver. To I don't want to be Minnesota. I don't want to be Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be the question you got to ask yourself. Uh, that's going to do it for Lockdown QB1. Don't worry. We're going to keep getting into it all offseason long every Wednesday. We've got four other shows throughout the week available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube as well. Hit Gino up on Twitter at GC24 underscore football. I'm on Twitter at DBLC LOE. And our show page is at Locked on Birds. For Gino, I'm Louie DB. Yossi signing off as always. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go birds. Fly Eagles.